All right. Yeah. Welcome to uh, uh, Fill Me In. <laughs> fill Me In. <laughs> fill Me In. It's a crossword podcast. Uh, episode 115. One, one, five. Uno, uno, cinco. You had to think for just a moment. I, I did. I don't know Spanish at we all. We don't know it very well, even though no. we, we live in an area where there are a lot of Spanish speakers. There are. I'm not one of them. No, I mean, I... You're get, not one of them. I get by. How do you get by? Do you mean you walk by well, and just no. don't say anything? Well, where I live now, I live seven blocks away from where I used to live. And now in that area, it's much. there's much less English being spoken. So okay. there's a couple of taquerias there where they don't speak English to me at all, and I can get by. I can. Well, a taqueria, that's a different thing because you already know what everything's called. It's already called burrito and well, quesadilla. No, I and... understand that, but there's also I can they can they say hello and I say hello and I ask them how they are and they ask me how I. I mean, it's basic. When they tell you how they are, do you know what they're saying? No, 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 no. Of okay, course I, I don't. So. But I think so it's just this, this faux polite. But I think it's fake. it's just like in English. You ask somebody how they are, you don't really want to know. That's different, though. You actually do hear what they say, but and you, don't you listen. do understand it. I, but you don't listen to you don't? it. No. I do. Oh, I don't. Oh, well, therein lies the difference. <laughs> no, well, people, you, you say... So I so, might as well be speaking Spanish. No, if you say you. to somebody, how are you? They say, fine, how are you? Nobody, you know, it's just, a, it's just a polite thing to say. Okay. You and I live our lives differently. Well, that is true. <laughs> I, I, there's nobody who would doubt that. Nobody would deny it. Speaking of our neighborhood. Yes. What happened... Uh, I guess it's now four days ago. This Saturday? This past Saturday? This past Saturday. This past Saturday. Well, I will tell you that at about 9.30 a.m. on 35th Avenue in Jackson Heights, Queens, my father, XOP, stood on the sidewalk blaring a vuvuzela. A vuvuzela. A vuvuzela. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody out there tell us, have we been pronouncing it wrong? Because I was talking to a friend the other day who pronounced it vuvuzela. Like like it was an excised character from Fiddler on the Roof. Vuvuzela. (laughs) The fact that every time you you say you pronounce it that way, you must lean you lean vuvuzela 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 vuvuzela. Yeah, well, uh, I it's very it's possible. Like you lean in for the viewer mail song. Maybe it's the V. Maybe the V. You want to lean in for a V. Maybe that's just vuvuzela vuvuzela viewer mail. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna do a wrap up of Lollapazoola three, the great pickle giveaway. It which was, was great. Which was a complete success for the most part. Yeah. We're going to start by playing our theme music, sort of in the way that it was played to you. Uh, can we do that? Can we play it in the way that it was played? Uh, yeah, I don't have it on my tournament? phone. Ryan, why don't you talk about the scheme you concocted? Well, I, w- w- the, my plan was was that I was going to start the tournament off by blowing the vavuzela, and then everybody in the audience was going to raise up their iPhones that have Jag and a Hank on it, and they were going to play it in unison. Yeah. Now I realized that go? I realized early on that this was a terrible idea. Yeah. But I still wanted to do it. And we actually were going to skip it, but then somebody shouted from the audience, what about the Jack and a Hank thing? So I said, all right, let's do it. And, you know, 25 people or so had it on their phones, uh-huh. and we played it, and you played yours into the microphone. I did, so why don't you play the Vuvuzela, and I'll play Jack and a Hank out of my phone and into the mic. All right. Here we go. This is sort of how it went. For those who weren't there, and for those who were, it's a fun little uh, reprise. Why don't you start it? Because it's, it's, it's low at the beginning. Uh, okay. You start it. Let's see. I think this is... Wow. That was better than you played it yesterday. Very well. It's better than yesterday. <laughs> oh, totally better than yesterday. 
Welcome back. Welcome back yeah. to the oh. show. <laughs> I can't turn off my iPod. Oh, there we go. That was about to be Great Balls of Fire by the wonderful Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, so yeah, that did, that part didn't go very well. But no, you know what? So what? It I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. People thought it was fun. Yeah, people thought it was fun. And it wasn't like it was a, a half an hour portion of the show. No. Just it maybe it was the worst 33 seconds of the show. but. <laughs> And it was at the very beginning. It was the opening number. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But we didn't lose any of the audience. They all stayed for Puzzle 1. They did. They so, did. So that was pretty good. So, uh, uh, it was great. It was awesome. We had 107 contestants there. 107 people uh, competed. Last year we had 73 so that's... compete. And this year, 107. That's an increase of 34 people. What percentage? That's almost 50%. That's, that's almost 50%. 50% of 73 would be 36 and a half people. And we got 34. So there's two and a half people who didn't show up. It's like the, the cast of that TV show. Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, and that boy. Right. So they, they didn't, didn't show up. They didn't show up. And would, they, could, would they have been a pair? I mean, the three if, of them? Could they have competed as a pair, two and a half men? No, I don't think so. That's more than a pair. Could, would, two and a half. Would we have to have another, di- another division for that? For the two and a half people? Yeah. 2.5? Maybe. The 2.5s? What do you call that when it's just a half more than a pair? What's half more than a pair? Half more than a pair? Yeah. Half, half, more, more, than, half more than a pair. Uh, a pairpa. A pairpa. A pairpa. Interesting. Yes. I don't know. You I don't know so? either. You think pairpa? Pairpa. 107 contestants. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to that. Yeah, back to that. Everybody was in the express division. We had 80 of the 107 qualified for the local division. Uh-huh. So 27 exclusively express people. We had a rookie division. We had uh, 34 people in our rookie division. And who won the... Oh, we're going to um, do are we winners? winners? What are we going to do? I don't know. And we had we had pairs. We had six pairs of people competing in our first time ever pairs division. Yes. Which was awesome, including... You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be blunt right here. And to all of you, you're wonderful. But Jared and Nicole Hirsch came all the way from Santa Barbara, California. Yes. And that's awesome. They have not been in crossword tournaments before. They're fairly new to the crossword scene. Those of you who participate in this show and on our, uh, what do we have, blog, and uh, you've seen their names pop up from time to time. But come on, they flew all the way across the country to do this, uh, and at at a grand discount of one admission ticket, (laughs) because Jared won the the 100th episode contest, which won him free admission to Lollapazool. Right. And they were Um, awesome. But, I mean, they were awesome. They came to the Mets game, too, the night before, so that was really cool. Yes. Uh, So I just wanted to shout out to Jared and Nicole, because, you know what, everybody was great, but... I was particularly thrilled to meet them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and they've, they've given us an open invitation to stay with them uh, for the L.A. Crossword Tournament. For the L.A. Crossword Tournament. If we now, decide that, to go out for that. That's in the spring, right? I have no idea. I think it's in the spring. Could be. It, it was in years past. That's uh, Elisa Grossman. Yes. the L.A. Tournament. I, you know what? I should amend this. They gave an open invitation to me. I don't know about you. Wow, thank you. <laughs> To me, I was just talking about yeah, me. It's just like you just laid out the carpet just to rip it out. From well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I mean, I assume they would allow you to stay there as well. Yeah, you assume a lot of things. Don't I you? do. But like I, you assumed that the group Jag on a Hank performance was going to be a hit. No, I didn't. You I knew did it a week ago. You knew a week ago. You assumed it was going to be a hit. That's why you wanted to do it. And, but then I decided to skip it. Yeah, but then it happened. Anyway. But the, it was demanded. It was demanded. That's true. It was demanded. And if we do anything, there were some demands. There were. There were. We were standing up there on stage, sweating our butts off, and people are heckling us from the from the room. What did they say? What? I don't remember. Yeah. They were oh, heckling. One, here's one thing that did not go well. What did not go well? There was a fire alarm in the back, mm. and we tried everything to shut this thing off. Yeah, we got there at about 9 in the morning. The tournament didn't begin until 11, and we tried 
for those first two hours and for mo much of the next hour after that. To, to get try to get shut off. And it was maybe every 40 seconds. 55. Was it 55? Doug you timed, timed it. <laughs> Doug timed it. <laughs> Doug timed it. I went and chatted with Doug Peterson at one point. I talked about the chirping, <laughs> and he just said to me, yeah, it's every 55 seconds. I and it, it. And it's, you know, I, I can't do it, but that sound when somebody puts their fingers in their mouth and does that whistle, that really yeah, yeah, high-pitched yeah. no, whistle. I can't do that whistle either. That, it was that whistle. Yeah, it was short. It was just like, whoop. Yeah. But every 55 seconds. The whole day. All day long. And we couldn't shut it off. No. It was an alarm on the door in the corner. And a lot of people thought it was the smoke alarm. And we dis you know, we disconnected the smoke alarm early on. It wasn't yeah. that. It was this alarm. And we tried opening the door. We tried closing the door. We tried locking the door. We tried unlocking the door. We tried lots of things. And I appreciate that, like, 20 different people throughout the day came up to me at one point or another and like, have you thought about closing the door? Have you thought about turning that off? You're like, what are you talking about? Turning what off? You don't like the constant ingratiating noise that distracts the hell out of yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, if there was like a switch on the wall that said, turn it off, yeah, I, we would have done that. Yeah, we really did try everything that we could discover, but unfortunately it was a Saturday, so like the regular staff at the church wasn't there. Yeah. I don't think that anybody there knew what to do. Clearly, they didn't. So, so oh well. that's what we lived with. Yeah. And uh, that's too bad for everybody. But the truth is that this won't be a problem in the future because we have outgrown that room. Looks Can you like believe it. we've outgrown that room? Yeah, we, we, I think we will, we will outgrow the room next year. We, we, ha we, were, we were just we were, at capacity. We were packed in there. We were packed to the gills. Between contestants and volunteers, we probably had like 125 people in there. Yeah, so, if, I mean, if anybody has, in New York, if anybody has a lead on, on, on a hotel ballroom or a, a school. Yeah, that people has... who work at a school or a hotel, maybe. Cause we Do would... we know anybody who works at a school in New York, Amanda Yesnowitz? Do we know anybody who might work? <laughs> at a you know a Manhattan institution, Amanda Yesnowitz, who might have access to a, a large room that uh, Amanda Yesnowitz could uh, get for Jeffrey us. Schwartz also. Oh well, there's Jeffrey Schwartz. Jeffrey Schwartz also, where I believe at uh, <laughs> LaGuardia, the airport. That's yes. where we should have the tournaments at the airport. Yeah, yeah, totally he, do it there. He teaches uh, <laughs> uh, thermodynamics at the airport. Thermodynamics is that different from interstellar oh, dynamics? Yeah. Because that's Andrew Feist's class. Yeah, well, you need thermodynamics. Andrew too. Feist came over to the the chirping door at one point yesterday, and, and I was like, "Oh, this is good." I think Mike Nothnagel and I were trying to figure something out, and Andrew came over. And, oh yes, this is what we need: interstellar dynamics. That's what it takes to fix this door. <laughs> Did he shoot it into space? We tried. Oh but, uh, god, it was there was terrible. a wall behind it. Uh, but other than that... Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yes. Uh, other than that, I thought everything went well. I think we both did. Everybody seemed to have a great time. Uh, uh, Will Shorts showed up. Yeah, uh, he came at a, around lunchtime. Around lunchtime and stayed and for the rest safe, of the day. Yeah. Stayed for about four or five hours. That was awesome. Worked through some of the puzzles. Uh, and Tried to. <laughs> well, you know what? The hardest puzzle of the day, as people who were there know, and people who have downloaded the, the puzzles know, and I should say that on our website now, there's a, there's a blog post at BeMoreSmarter.com all about the, the recap of the day, the scores, the standings, and you can download all the puzzles for yourself. Are the complete scores up? The complete standings are up. Now, I have not done any like double and triple checking of scores, and if people think their scores are wrong and want to alert me of this fact, I will check your papers and, and see, because I've saved all of the puzzles. But all the full standings, the full 107 people standings are up. Uh, and a PDF download that's all of the puzzles on the day, including the warm-up puzzle that was part of your welcome packet, uh -huh. including the uh, the bonus game group puzzle game uh -huh. that we did, including the little mini tiebreaker puzzle that uh -huh. we did, and all of the tournament puzzles. Cool. They're all there. 
And uh, uh, later on the show, we're going to do a, a special thunder round of these puzzles. Yes, uh, that'll but, come later. That's why we're not going into a lot of detail now. We're saving that. Because we don't want to... I mean, maybe some people haven't saved the episode or right. solved them yet, so we don't But it's to... fair to say that the hardest one was Puzzle 4, and we knew that going in, and that wasn't oh, yeah. a, a huge secret, and Tyler Hinman constructed that one. And watching Will Shorts try to solve it... <laughs> And he did eventually solve it. Did he? He, did. Well, I, yeah, he said he eventually me. solved it, uh, and and that was exciting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it was very hard. Yeah, it was very hard. It was super, super hard. It was yeah. harder than anything I've ever done in the New York Times. Certainly. Yeah, extremely uh, difficult. Yeah, I, I know all of the answers, and I've solved it maybe six times now. I couldn't. If you put it in front of me right now, I couldn't. No, there's still some words chance. I don't really get. No. Nope. But anyway. Uh, but but other than other than the puzzles, we had people from all over uh, the country and out of the country and, and out of the country. We had at least two people from Canada. Yep, we did. Uh, Bob and Darren Canadia did not show up. Uh, no, I believe it's Dave and Barbara. <laughs> Dave and Barbara Canadia yeah. did not show up. No, but they didn't. And Crosscan couldn't make it this year. Crosscan could not make it. But we had a number of people from California. We had uh, Al Sanders show up from Colorado yes, and um, Todd McClary Todd from Colorado. Todd came in from Colorado. Colorado. Also. We had people from Chicago, people from upstate, people from Vermont. Everywhere, and it was great. It was great to see that um, people showed up, and I think people show up not necessarily because of the puzzles, and the puzzles are great. But it, I, I think the most important thing that we provide with this 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 tournament is another opportunity for this community to get together, to hang out, to be yeah. social. I think everybody talks about how the ACPT is an exciting event every year because it's a chance to see your friends. Right. Especially if you're scattered all around the country and not everybody is centralized. And uh, and I think this is turning into that opportunity. Yeah, I mean... You know, a public forum to offer a reunion. Yeah. Plus some games. Yeah. And that's and, really cool. And and it's... we, we I, I meant to mention this yesterday... Dur- or not yesterday, on Saturday during the show, uh, uh, but um, this is the All-Star game. Lollapuzzoola is the all-star game. You think it is? It's the middle of the season. See, I, I don't see it as the all-star game. I see it uh, more like the like in the golf world or the tennis world, where there are major events throughout the year. Oh, you that, think it's that, a major? That, that, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> totally. That make up sort of, you know, the sports grand slam of oh, okay. the season. Okay. You know, I think that right now, crosswording, I, I would venture to say that maybe there are three. Because I, I could say there are four. I'm okay. going to say there are four. The ACPT, obviously. Uh-huh. And then I think the L.A. Tournament, the Pleasantville Tournament, and Lollapuzzoola are the other three. You think? I do. Okay. Name me another one that is on a grander scale than those other three. It, obviously, the big one is the big one. But, but uh, Just in terms of crosswords or in terms of puzzles? Crosswords. Oh, well, then... then, then crosswords. Yeah. Yes, obviously in puzzles, there's the, the NPL Con, and there's Scrabble Tournaments, and there's well, Sudoku uh, because Championships. Because I, I think the NPL Con is kind of on the level... Of the ACPT. I agree. The NPL Con is to general puzzles uh, what the ACPT is to specifically crosswords. Right. But in the world of crosswords, like in golf, you have the Masters and you have some other things that I don't know the names of. And in tennis, you have the, the U.S. Open and the French Open and the Spanish Wimbledon. Open and the Indian Open. Wait, it's the French, the U.S., Wimbledon, and Australian? I think those are the four, yeah. Hey. I don't really know what they are. No. What are the... What are the you don't have a Spanish Open? I don't believe. No. Uh, uh, Abierto? Is that open for in Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> I think I just touched my mic stand. It probably made a noise. Did it? Hard to say. Uh, anyway, so... So I think that this is... So if the season ends, if the season culminates with the ACPT, then... But this is about halfway through, so I feel well, it's the All-Star game. Okay. So, so the LA tournament was in the spring, and then there's this, and when is the Pleasantville tournament? 
Uh, that's was that also in the spring? I don't remember when that was. No, no, they it's, changed it's, it. And it's we later go. this year. It's in the fall. Yeah, and like, then the ACPT. So we're the second of the four majors. All right. So 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 <laughs> LA the LA tournament is the opening of the season. Yes. Who won uh, that this year? Eric Maddy. Eric Maddy. Maddy win that. Where was Eric Maddy? I know Eric Maddy's winning the college crossword tournaments, but he doesn't come to Lollapalooza. Where did he go? Eric Maddy, what's up? Dan Fayer's mom. Where was Eric Maddy? Seriously. Come on. Uh, so. So that's the opening of the season. Right. Our our tournament is the all-star game. I know you keep saying Pleasantville that. is the world's... No, Pleasantville would be... The, See, Pleasantville, the, I, I, you know, I'm going to say this and it's not going to come out right. But I feel like in baseball, uh-huh. it's kind of the equivalent. This is so not going to come out right. But I'm going to say it anyway. The old-timers game. <laughs> and it's not because I think contestants are old-timers. But it's because I feel like the people who go to Pleasantville are the ones who are... Uh, who, who, who have just... They've known each other longer. It's the it's the community that has been tighter and stronger since more of the beginning of the crossword season, not season crossword history. <laughs> the people who started the Stamford type people, you know. Uh-huh. Nowadays, you've got all these Brooklyn crossword people. What is that? That's like the new wave of crosswords. That's us. That's us. What yeah. was that? <laughs> I was in the middle of drinking something. Um. So anyway, this is all semantics and doesn't really matter. But uh, people enjoyed the tournament. Uh, we want. We do want to say that certainly this tournament couldn't happen without uh, a our unbelievable constructors, which we're going to get to. Yes, fantastic. Who donated Just their puzzles and donated their work. The puzzles and 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 editing and revising and changing them as we needed and just terrific. Our, just terrific. Our test solvers from all over the country. Brilliant team of people offering just all sorts of we're advice. We're not going to name specifics because we're going to forget somebody, yeah. but they're great. And uh, of course our. On-site volunteers, judges, wow. who people who flew from across the country to stand in a room and collect papers and yeah. help us judge yeah. free, Just get some amazing. pizza at the end, yeah. but wow. Because they want to be there for that reunion. Yeah, and that's great. And that's really cool. And if it was just, I mean, we, I mean, it, it 100% could not happen without those people. Yeah. I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to do it. Absolutely. So Pleasantville is like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> You're still thinking about it's this. It's the Pro Bowl. That's okay. better than the old timers game. Because in football, they do the All Star game. It's called the Pro Bowl, but right. they do it but, after the. But season. it's in Hawaii. So this is in Pleasantville. What's more pleasant than Pleasantville? <laughs> Hawaii is pretty nice. It is. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But it let's. It's like the Pro Bowl. Okay. Can we do that? <laughs> let's okay. let's do that and let's put it to bed. <laughs> Good, <laughs> about that. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Uh, so uh, it's it was, very hot here in Studio A. It is. It's it very is. Warm. Oh, oh! Should we talk about this now? What? That this is this is our last show from Studio A. This is our last show from Studio A. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, I got a job teaching at Syracuse University, and you were leaving. And I'm in... leaving in like two days. Well, actually, by the time this show airs, I'm leaving tomorrow. So, yeah. if you know me and happen to have my phone number, give me a call on the drive. I'd like. I'd love to chat. Uh, this is the time. Uh, but yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow, and we're definitely not doing an episode next week. We're definitely taking one week off while I get settled at Syracuse. Yeah, because you, you're taking a trip from your new job to do, well, to do something else. To do something else, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I'm doing upon arrival in Syracuse is I'm leaving Syracuse <laughs> to go to Wisconsin and conduct a show. Always with the Wisconsin Always, with always. So yeah, I'm actually going to conduct a show in Milwaukee, and uh, then I'm coming back to Syracuse again so to actually do it. You, so next weekend, you won't just be away. You'll be away from being away. That's true. That's true. You'll be two degrees away I'll be from, two degrees from doing home. a show. Yeah. I'll so, be in Studio M from Milwaukee. So I'll we're definitely not doing a show next w. week. Studio W. No yeah, show next no week. No show next week. The following week, depending on how, you know, sort of my 
assimilation to Syracuse goes. Is that what I'm going to do? Assimilate? assimilate? I, I don't know if you're Resistance going to assimilate. Is futile. Do they assimilate me? Is that what happens? I don't know. How don't does the Borg work? Uh, the Borg? Yeah, from Star Trek. Yeah, Mike right. Nagel, how does the Borg work? Yes, how, how, does... Do they, how do they get away with that? I mean, that big floating cube? Isn't that what the Borg flew I around that's in? that's Nintendo. Big... No, that's the GameCube, and you oh. just set that on your floor. I'm talking about in Star Trek, the graphics, the, 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 the ship the Borg lived in. Isn't, wasn't it a big floating Kevin cube? Kevin G. Durr, hyphen Euclid, how do you do graphics like that? Yeah, that's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, yes. I don't even why, see the green screen behind Why it. is it so sad? It's incredibly sad. Just the saddest graphics ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, so we've gotten off topic. So we have. Uh, we actually, uh, uh, Adam, our friend who does not work at NPR, right. gave, I don't know if he talked to you, but he gave me a very good idea of how to he do He gave this. me the idea, too. And so we have a couple, we have a cu- and you know, Mike Marcus also gave us some... Uh, suggestions on recording long distance as well so we have a couple of different ideas that are all somewhat similar to each other but slightly different and we're going to try various things to make the podcast work and not make it sound like one of us is in a submarine and not make it sound like one of us is on an iphone and actually make it sound like we're both humans so it might be a little trial and error like everything we do (laughs) we try and we fail exactly we try. But I can say that we're going to do our... We, I guarantee you we're going to do our best to make it work. Yeah, because we want to keep doing this. Yeah. This is a lot of fun, and you guys all like it. And uh, So we'll no. give it a shot. Absolutely. What else do we want to say generally about the tournament? Generally about the tournament? Do we want to talk about the standings? Oh, let's talk about, about the standings. Did? Who won? Who won? Well, in the pairs division... the pairs who, Who's division, our rookie? Oh, hang on just a second. I tell you who our rookie was. Our rookie was Maureen Recruit. Oh, yes, indeed. Our Maureen Recruit, uh, who came from Boston with her husband. Uh, she was also at the Mets game Friday night, uh, a friend of ours who we met at the Boston Crossword Tournament, and she won Rookie of the Year. She did. You're going to have to keep talking for a minute because uh, something, the spreadsheet has just frozen, so i got to relaunch it. Here we are. Now I'm back. All right. I'm all good. Uh, okay, so that was our Rookie yeah, of the Year. Yeah, Maureen Recruit won Rookie of the Year, and uh, she also finished, uh, it looks like, 39th overall. That is very good. Uh, the standings, 39th overall. Um, and in the pairs division, we had a, a mother-son pair win our yes. pairs division. That's Amy Goldstein and her son, Evan O'Donnell. Evan also drew... A mascot. Uh, a, well, he drew a mascot and he drew like a whole pickle family for uh, us. I don't yes. know if you saw the pickle family. I don't think I saw the pickle family. But there family. was pickle, then there was pickle puss, and then there was pickle senior. <laughs> I didn't see this. Oh, yeah, I have this somewhere. Uh, All I'll right. to show this to we'll you. Like, We're really going to scan it in we'll and, scan it and we'll in. try that. Uh, then we and had, he was also the youngest competitor at the event. Yeah, he was. Was it 12, I think? I'm not sure how old he was, um, but, but he was. He and was. just terrific attitude, a lot of fun, and Amy was a lot of fun. I mean, and, and, if we, and, and this was great, and if we have more people, I would be, I would be open to having a parent-child division. If yeah. that somehow works, okay. Because I thought that was... I think a couple of our pairs were that. Were, I'm not were they? entirely oh, sure. Oh yeah, there was a, there was. I a, thought there was a father Ari, daughter. Ari one. Fleischer. Oh, there was Ari and Bruce Fleischer. I thought we had a father daughter pair. Did we? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. It was overwhelming. It was, it, but it was a great way to use the pairs division. Yeah, have, it worked out very well. Uh, parent and child. Yeah. Uh, so that was so so. Did we say who won the pairs division? Yes, oh yes, we uh, did. Evan O'Donnell yeah. and Amy Goldstein. Awesome. And then we had our local division, uh, that was, uh, you know, our Earthling Solver division, yes. and our three finalists there were Dave Dickerson, Jeremy Horwitz, and Jeffrey Dubner, yes. who were all brand new to Lollapuzzoola. Yes. Not brand new to tournaments, but brand new to Lollapuzzoola, and, uh, and so they were the, the three local division winners, uh, local division finalists, and Jeffrey Dubner won the local division. We uh, had lunch with him at Dallas Barbecue. We had Brooklyn. lunch with him in Brooklyn at the ACPT, Yes. yes. 
and uh, and then our express division. In fact, one of our local competitors was uh, made it into the express division only because he hasn't been at the ACPT in a couple of years, and that was uh, our three finalists in the express. Jeffrey Harris was the one who hasn't been at the ACPT for mm-hmm. a few years, and also June Pock and John Delphin were in the finals yes. for the express division. Now, how did John Delphin get into the finals? Well, John Delphin and Andrew Feist, 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 ended up tied at the end of the five tournament puzzles, and so we had to have a tiebreaker playoff. So we had a puzzle that you created. So we had a puzzle that 11 I 11 by 11? Yeah, an 11 by 11, sort of a Thursday-ish level themeless. And we sat them up at a children's table <laughs> in the front of the room. <laughs> yep, we set them up head-to-head and just timed them on it, and John did it in a little over two minutes, uh, and that was faster than Andrew's time, so John advanced to the yes. finals. And so, uh, and then Jeffrey Harris was actually the only one who completed the Express Division final puzzle. It was It was difficult. super hard. It you know who else didn't complete the Express Division final puzzle? Dan Fair. Dan Fair could not finish that puzzle in yeah. 15 minutes. It was really hard. It was extremely hard. That lower right corner was a real monster. Yeah. That lower right corner. Yeah, so... And now we're talking about it, and of course we haven't done our Thunder round yet, but... It was hard. He warned that lower right corner is a it bear. It was very, very difficult. I did a stupid thing when we were... I didn't bring with me a judge sheet uh-huh. for the final puzzle to right. compare against the boards. So when I realized this, I was looking around the room, and uh, Amy Ronaldo had already finished it. Uh-huh. And so I took hers. Yeah. She had solved it in the audience, and so I, I did grabbed she solve hers. The, the... She solved the Express one. Did she really? Uh-huh. She had finished the Express wow. one. Wow. And so I just I asked her for that one and used that as my judge sheet. We didn't shout out to Amy Ronaldo. We talked about people coming from afar. Yes. She came from Chicago. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Huge. It was her first time at Lollapazoola, yes. and I think she had a good time. She finished eighth overall. Um, we yes. had we had all of the major bloggers. We had uh, uh, Michael Sharp. Michael Sharp was there, and, and uh, Amy I don't Ronaldo where he finished in the standings. But we uh, had Ross Ross or Russ. Harrisford, Ross. Ross. Ross, an Englishman does the New York Times crossword. He was there. Yep. Patrick Merrill showed up for a bit. Patrick Merrill was there. The Jim Horn didn't make it. Jim Horn did not make no. it. But but besides Jim, we had all the major crossword bloggers. We had bloggers the other there. bloggers, yeah. That was, was cool. fantastic. So I look forward, or I have enjoyed all of your fantastic write-ups of the event. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, one was just better than the, they were all better than the They were all the, better than the others. Yes, yeah, it is great. Like that, yeah. It is great. Each was better than the next. Yes, each that's was better the than, that's what I was looking for. So just to round out that top ten, Jeffrey Harris won the finals. June Pock came in second. John Delphin third. Andrew Feist fourth. Ellen Ripstein was fifth. Jeffrey Schwartz was sixth. Francis Heaney was seventh. Uh, Amy Ronaldo eighth. Al Sanders ninth. And Katie Hamill tenth. And that was our top ten awesome. solvers over the course of the day. It was great. Uh, just just a fun turnout, fun bunch of people, and I couldn't have been happier. Yes. Uh, besides uh, the uh, crosswords, we had a wonderful game uh, that was presented by Todd McClary. Yes. That was a lot of fun. It, 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 summing it up it, this way, it was he would give a four-letter word that might show up in a crossword puzzle, and two of the letters were initials of a person, and two of the other letters were initials of something related to the person. So the, the first example he gave was Alga, okay, A L G A, uh-huh. and the and then, he, and then the, the hint was president and speech. So it was Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Gettysburg Address, Gettysburg Address. Oh, and that was cool. that, that was a quite a, uh, an easy one. That uh-huh. was just the example, and they got harder and harder yeah. and harder. It was extremely cool. It was cool, and he did a fantastic job of presenting it, and it was just perfect for where it was. Yeah, we and, did that right after lunch. Just and it was sort great. Of, allow people to straggle back from lunch and not feel rushed to make it to Puzzle 4. Everybody was super into it, and yeah. it, it went well. And we also had uh, an, another one, which I guess we'll talk during the Thunder Round, uh, uh, Patrick Blindauer, com- sort of combined with you with Agent Little Zooty, your yeah. sister, 
kind of combined to create a, a social like mixer. It was like a social mixer puzzle event. Puzzle thing. event that while we were setting up the room for the finals. Right. It gave people something to do yeah. while they were milling and about. And that also seemed to go quite well. Yeah, I thought it went very smoothly. And, and Allison, uh, your sister, I mean, is so great at filling in the holes of entertainment. Yeah. Because... Uh, Patrick probably didn't have everything planned out. As he had said to us, he didn't really have an ending planned out or this and that. And Allison is just so great at... I uh, think that they, they really complimented each yes. other on, on making this come to life. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. Which was terrific, yeah. So, so uh, is this the point where we sort of pretend to end the show for yes. the people who don't want spoilers? So the Thunder Round is all spoilers for the Lollapalooza yeah, so puzzles. Yeah, so people who know the puzzles and want to hear the Thunder Round or, or care about the Thunder Round, that's what we're going to do next. Yes. But for those who don't, we're going to say that this is the end of episode 115. Please, if you want to, stay tuned for about 10 seconds from now. But at this point, the music is just going to drown us out. And, uh, uh, me, I'm drowning! Look! On the horizon! It's a thunder god! And he's blowing through a vuvuzela! Saturday, August 14th, 2010. <laughs> the warm-up puzzle by Joanne M. Sullivan. Yes. This was terrific. Joanne just designed a puzzle that had a whole bunch of little inside jokes, Lollapazoola jokes, little filmian and blog and podcast stuff. 25 Down is my favorite. 25 Down, Blank Wan, who was partnered with fellow Jedi Kit Fisto <laughs> on his mission to Ord Cestus to end the production of JK-13 security droids on the planet, in addition to preventing the planet from falling to the Confederacy. <laughs> OBI, OB, was the answer to that. OBI, yeah. My favorite is, of course, One Across, which was Blogger who wrote, I am something of a One Across snob. I want a great answer there. <laughs> and the answer is Briar. Yeah, it is. Uh, and this puzzle then she made into these ceramic plates that were the trophies for the, for for the, the division winners. And the local and the express. Just gorgeous con constructions. It was a fun puzzle. Gave everybody and, something and to look forward to. And thank you again, to. Joanne, for doing that. And uh, It's just great. Yeah, really wonderful, wonderful stuff. All right. Uh, oh, uh... Saturday, August 14th. I don't think you have to do the date every time. Well, that's how we do a thunder round. Yeah, okay, then do it faster. Saturday, August 14th, by Deb Amlin. This was uh, this was the first puzzle of the, of the day. This was the first tournament puzzle. It was called Ryan Says. It was yeah. by Deb Amlin. We had some, some clues that were, for instance, 20 across was surprise clue number one. And Ryan Says, some comic genre, which was stand-up. So we presented a little Ryan Says game. Right. So I shouted out... Uh, uh, I think me and Pickles and Agent Little Zooty yes. all acted out the... Yeah, so I said Ryan says 20 across, and then you guys and stood up. And we all stood up, because yes. stand-up is some comic genre. And so there were four of those in the in the grid, and it was great fun. And it was just a nice, easy puzzle to get the yep. day going. Exactly. It was nice and... Sir, exactly what we needed nice to be, and puzzle clean, one. Nice and clean, yep. and people really enjoyed it. Okay. Saturday, August 14th, by Mike Nothnagel. It was Puzzle 2. It was called Mixed Doubles. This puzzle <laughs> took forever to get started. This was a very confusing puzzle if you'd never seen one like it before, and it was weird. Every word that went into the grid, there were actually two clues that each of which would give you that answer. Yes. And uh, so, like, actually in the puzzle, now I can't find any, but... Uh, uh, so I'm going to give the example from the instructions. The example would be as if one across was uh, one across was preserved cucumber and nine across was difficult situation. Both of those things could be answered with the word pickle, and so pickle would go into the grid at ten across, which Did is you one add, plus nine. Yes. You add the clue numbers. 
Very weird, but once people figured it out and started solving it, I think they had a lot of fun with it. I heard a lot of feedback from people that they liked this I, it's, puzzle. It's a fun, it's a fun puzzle. I mean, I've, I've solved these in games. Yeah, they're, and Mike writes them for Mike's games. Mike writes yeah. them for games. Yeah. And it's, it is, I don't think we realized how difficult it is to explain this verbally yeah. to some to a so group once people of people finally got going with it i think everybody understood what to do <laughs> we we almost had to panic they almost rushed the stage it's true it's true uh but it was it was great it it, it was very enjoyable and mike nothagel is one of our favorites anyway saturday august 14th by joe crozel rhymes with puzzle this was uh, called saturday morning cartoons you had uh, uh some cartoons that uh, some illustrations that joe crozel made himself that went along with the puzzle, uh, and the captions were. This was in a, a twenty-five by eleven uh, puzzle. Yeah, a very and, unusual shape. Uh, the captions uh, went uh, were crosses. Uh, two of them uh, were twenty-five letters long, and they were palindromes. They were, and they, they were, had some unchecked letters that you could only figure out by discovering that it was a palindrome. That it was a palindrome, and there were circled letters that spelled out palindrome. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was fun. It was. It, it was. I, I like palindromes. You do. I enjoy them. Well, I think I think Joe has several of them, and and these cartoons were really cute, and they uh, yeah. Yeah, good Very puzzle. Nice. Then we had lunch. Then we did. We had lunch. I had Thai food. I, I had, had Thai some food kind of as well. spicy chicken thing. And then this happened. Saturday, August fourteenth, by Tyler Hinman. Oh, Insert well, kick-ass nickname here. He's gonna he, get his ass kicked. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, this puzzle was called Lucky Sevens, and we did give a hint with it, and it says what goes around comes around because what happens here is every entry in the grid was seven letters long, but some of them wrapped off the edge of the page and came back around to the other side of the grid, or so, right, or or off the bottom of the page and came and wrapped back around the top. So one across and one across was a normal. It looked like one across. Parents reason the answer was I said so. But there was no one down, because actually 42 down leads into where the square for one is. Right. And 42 down was be sure to note, which is mind you. And that I from I said so is the I in mind you. And it was just a little bit of a, a mind warp. It was, it was, there were two things with this puzzle. First off, it was just, if it was just a normal construction, the clues and the answers were very, very, very hard. Yes. At least Saturday style New York Times puzzles. Uh, and then you add in this this visual thing yep. that was very difficult to get your brain around. Yes. It certainly was difficult to get my brain around. <laughs> yes. It. A lot of people had trouble with this. There was a lot of and blank just, squares showing up. You add the, that to the clues, yep. and it was just really difficult. And I will say that, that, did we mention that Will Short sat there for... Will Short solved this puzzle, but it did take him longer than the allotted 45 minutes. Yes. Uh, but but it, he did solve it. And he didn't use any Google tickets. I can believe that. Yeah. He has a little I mean, experience. he does know all the words. He does. He does. Let's be honest. Let's. Uh, so, but this was great, and people... I don't know if anybody, anybody who's friends with Tyler on Facebook might have noticed that his post sometime Saturday morning was, to all my Lollapazoola friends, good luck, and also, <laughs> And And when, they, when people flipped over, when you download this puzzle, you see immediately that the numbers don't look right. Yeah, and, the grid just looks weird. And so, but people flip this over. We got a nice, some nice chuckles out of yeah. the audience. Like, like oh my oh, god, what? What have I gotten hell? myself into? Saturday, August fourteenth, by Neville L. Fogarty, Squishy defeated. I should also say Neville Fogarty was one of our helpers. He was an an awesome helper. An awesome helper. Yep. Picking up papers, judging, doing whatever we needed. Whatever him to we do. needed. He was fantastic. Carrying water, whatever we wanted. To Maybe do. volunteer of the year. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe nominee. Nominee. Definitely certainly nominee. Year. Uh, so puzzle. Uh, this was puzzle five. It was called to prevent data loss. Yeah. And this was a twenty-five by seventeen 
Yep. Now you ex you explain this. Thing, All right. Well, uh, twenty five by seventeen seems weird, but word count that's about the size of a Sunday. Yeah. It's about the same number of words. One hundred and forty word puzzle. Uh, the way this worked is that there were certain across entries that, if you answered them normally, they would end with the word back. Mm -hmm. But in the grid, you drop the word back and just enter it backwards. Right. So, uh, for example, twenty three across was way to get around in the old west. And the answer would be on horseback. Mm -hmm. But in the grid, you just were do on horse, but enter it backwards. So it's E-S-R-O-H-N-O. -O. Right. And, uh, and so there were a bunch like that. Simultaneously, there were down theme clues that ended with the word up. Uh -huh. And you would drop the word up and enter them upwards. And my favorite, and some people's favorite, was that this puzzle had a Rickroll in it. <laughs> there was a Rickroll at four down, which was top-selling UK single of 1987, which uh -huh. is the song... Never gonna give you up, <laughs> and you enter it upwards in the grid, dropping the word up. Yeah, isn't that great? That is, Come it, on, this was this was a lot of fun. I think I think in, just in terms of theme, this was probably my favorite theme. I just enjoyed I enjoyed the cleverness of it, and it was great. Neville L. Fogarty, your champ. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Uh, this is the group puzzle by Patrick Blin... Oh, Saturday, August 14th by Patrick Blindauer. This was a group puzzle event. It was very, very, very clever. We had... There were four separate clue sheets, mm -hmm. but they all fit onto the same kind of grid. So everybody got the same shaped grid, which was a weird T-shaped grid. Right. And uh, their unique set of clues. And you needed all four sets of clues to create four T-shaped grids that all fit together into one big square. And when you did that, there were eight circled letters in the grid... And the eight circled letters, when you held your square at the right angle, mm -hmm. spelled the word bouncing in the shape of a ball. Bouncing ball. Uh, we like Patrick. And the puzzle was called Ball Game. Uh, it was like just Patrick. awesome. Just uh, awesome. Patrick uh, puts the fun in puzzles. Sure. <laughs> to make things a little bit trickier for the solvers, the first three clues on everybody's clue sheet was word before ball. The top right, row of every right. grid was three mm -hmm. word before ball. And 17 across was the same on all of them, which mm -hmm. was just C instructions, just to try to get things together. It was very, very clever. And this was the one where my sister designed uh, the social mixer aspect yes. of it to get people to find each other and yeah. solve as teams. I think it was a huge success. Very people, cool. People really liked it. Saturday, August 14th by Brian Simmet. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. Uh, this was the tiebreaker, which we didn't know if we were going to need to use. But as we said, Andrew Feist. 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 And John Delphin. 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 Uh, we're tied. So this was an 11 by 11. It's themeless. Yep. And it was, uh, it, it was, for me, it was a, it was difficult for me. Yeah. But uh, John Delphin seemed to slice through it like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, he did, he did pretty well. But it, I, I was pleased with it. It had, a, it had a good one across, which I, you know, I liked that. I liked my one across. Hourly rental. Zip, Zip car. car. Yes, very nice. Yeah, I like that. I was pleased with that. I don't care about the rest of the grid as long as the one across is good. <laughs> so, so that was good. We enjoyed that. Yeah. Saturday, August 14th at about 5 o'clock p.m., the local division finals puzzle by Doug Peterson. This was a 15 by 15. It was a challenging puzzle. Uh, the local divisions of the finals was uh, Jeffrey Dubner won, beating out Jeremy Horwitz and Dave Dickerson. And uh, this was a great, great 15 by 15 puzzle, just very straightforward uh, with some tough stuff in it. And uh, I think one of my favorite uh, words in it was dialogue box. I like that. 16 across, alert that must be clicked. Dialogue box. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's good fill there, dialogue. But he also had love bites. And the hardest thing down in the right-hand corner, 36 down, 
in the I should say about the Express Division version too, since we're talking yeah, about well, the, the same Yeah, well, the Express Division is uh, it might accompany a crash. That's for dialog box. Oh, it might accompany a crash. That's that's awesome. The hard word for everybody was at thirty six down on the local book between Nahum and Zephaniah. And for the Express was book that ends with a psalm. Habakkuk. H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. Would either of these clues have helped you? No. In any way? No. no. Not at all. Uh, and, and all those Ks, I would have been sure I had problems. We should say that in the Express Division, Jeffrey Harris won, and he was the only uh, one of the three to complete the puzzle successfully. That's true. The other two could not finish it. Uh, June Park and John Delphin. And that's no. how... If, and they both missed that lower right corner. That's where they yeah, both with, were stuck. Yeah, with the Habakkuk. Yep. And if June and John cannot finish a puzzle in 15 minutes... And Dan Fair, for that matter. And Dan Fair... That means it's a hard puzzle. It is a hard and puzzle. kudos to Jeffrey Harris. Kudos indeed. And I will say, I know I pointed out that Dan Fair didn't solve it. I will say, Tyler did and Tripp did. They were two of our test solvers, yeah. and they were able to solve that puzzle. Uh, this is a difficult puzzle. Uh, but it was very hard, and I'm so psyched for Jeffrey Harris that he won, and yes. that he was able to complete that. It was just fantastic performance by him. And I don't know if he's going to be competing at the ACPT, but if I don't know, but I hope is, he does. He's going to be a force. He is, and I think he's technically going to be in the C division when he enters the ACPT. Well... I, he won't be there when he leaves. <laughs> that is definitely true. <laughs> the C, as we know, the C division for us is the end of winning. Yes. Oh well, I'm not yet in the C division. I am. I might be at some point. Yeah. But uh, I think I might just skip the puzzles and drink beer with Jeremy Horwitz, and and because I think he's in the C division too, and that because we, we share D award distinctions. Jeremy oh right, and I. right. Yes. Uh, and I think that now we will just share non-winning distinctions. Yeah, in the C it's, division. it's a it's a it's a big jump. That is. From, there's all those rookies who come in and just C division is eliminate you over like and over a, and over again. It's a goat rodeo. Of, it's a major goat rodeo. Yeah. It's, oh, how many goats are in the C division? Hella goats. Hella goats. Hella goats. Yeah. Hella goats. <laughs> she 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 was Hella goats Vuvuzela. <laughs> That's her full name, right? Yeah. Hella goats Vuvuzela. Welcome to Anatevka. <laughs> uh, so that. Is it Lollapazoola three? I say uh, it was a hit. Oh, and we gave away the pickle. And we gave away the pickle. Robin Orr guessed the closest number of times the letters P, I, C, K, L, and E were used in the tournament puzzles. Three hundred sixty-nine total uses. She guessed uh, three hundred forty. Yes. So the pickle is no longer uh, part of the show. It is with Robin. And next year we'll be giving away the box that it came in. <laughs> we forgot. We forgot to bring that with the pickle. We did forget that. That's, I don't understand how we managed to forget that. <laughs>